It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon to you, Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. So glad you decided to tune in. Praying you decide to join me on the program this afternoon. If you have any questions, you heard the number there. Let me give you the numbers uh, once again if you want to join me uh, on the air uh, by phone uh, or if you want to text me with your question, 303-690-3000. That's the number if you want to call in. We've got all our lines open now. Early in the program is always a great time to call. Uh, Usually a little bit easier to get through as well. 303-690-3000. Zero zero six nine zero three thousand. You can call that number, pick up your phone, call that number right now. We'll get you through and get you on the air with your question here on Calvary Live. Or if you want to text, if you prefer, your question seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Either one of those numbers will work, uh, but uh, best right now, if you want, just give us a call. Join us on the air. You know, I hear from folks uh, from time to time. They say, you know, I listen to the program and I want to call in, but I'm, I'm a little apprehensive uh, or uh, afraid. Uh, you know, first of all, I can understand that, uh, but I want to encourage you. Uh, if you have something on your heart, that's what this program is about. If you have something that you have a question uh, about, that's what we're here for. And uh, we'll get your question answered as best as we can from the Word of God. And, uh, and I think that uh, you'll enjoy Uh, the experience as much as we enjoy the experience just talking to you hearing your questions and getting an opportunity to talk uh, about uh, the word of god so uh, 303-690-3000 that's the number to call and uh, you can join us uh, here on the program again jason vandiver i'm the pastor of calvary chapel in parker colorado if you want uh additional information about myself you can uh, and our church if you're not familiar i've hosted uh, this program only once before so there's a good chance you haven't heard me don't know who i am and you're just kind of wondering about that well you can go and research us at calvarychapelparker.com that's calvarychapelparker.com and uh, you can get all sorts of information about us and service times if you're going to be in the parker colorado area if you want to come on out and worship with us and meet us, or if you just want to go online and utilize some of the resources that we have there, uh, we've got audio and video through the Bible. Uh, so if you want to just pick a chapter, uh, pick a book, pick a chapter, pick a verse, study through the Word of God, you can do so, calvarychapelparker.com. And again, if you want to take advantage of this program here and want to join us uh, on the air, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And uh, that's the number to call. Or if you prefer, like I said, if you prefer to text your question in, uh, you can do so by dialing 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Uh, got a text question here that just came in. It says, I was, recently, uh, I was told recently that Catholicism is the one true religion because it can be traced back to the apostles that Protestant Ism, uh, didn't come around till much later, uh, so uh, it is in error. Um, yeah, that is uh, an interesting uh, point to bring up. Uh, obviously, uh, you're probably not the only person that's heard this claim uh, back to the uh, apostles that is made by Catholicism that is that it is the one uh, true religion. Sometimes this is made uh, in actuality. 
Uh, when we go back and look at church history, uh, that is not the case. Obviously, uh, the early church is uh, seen in its roots in the book of Acts, uh, and then uh, in the epistles, and then its pre-existence uh, but development in the gospels there. And we see things, many things contrary to what have developed uh, within Catholicism. Uh, Catholicism really in its modern form uh, beginning to develop uh, around uh, right after the time of Constantine, so uh, around the 4th century, and then really developing and, and into its uh, true sense that it is today uh, in the Middle Ages. But uh, uh, if you, they try to claim this extension all the way back to Peter, uh, that Peter was the first pope, uh, when Jesus says, uh, you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, uh, they claim that that is the establishment uh, of the Catholic Church and the first Pope Peter. Uh, an obvious uh, or direct examination of the scriptures uh, reveals that uh, uh, something else uh, actually took place, and Jesus Christ established his church uh, in a different uh, way and not uh, in the way that the Catholics claim. Now, we could get into a lot of other Catholic uh, doctrine as well, uh, but, uh, but that is really kind of, uh, kind of the heart of it and, and why Catholics claim that. They claim their, uh, their leadership all the way back, not, only to the, not to just the apostles, but to the apostle Peter. And when we look in the scriptures, not only Peter was obviously uh, very, uh, well, he, he had a very important role amongst the apostles, uh, but no one would suggest uh, from a reading of the scriptures that Peter was somehow the Pope, uh, well, no one other than Catholics, or that Peter was somehow uh, preeminent above the other uh, apostles. Nor would we suggest in scripture that Peter was the first bishop of Rome, uh, as the Catholic Church uh, would suggest. It's interesting uh, that we see the Apostle Paul actually taking uh, a more prominent role with that church in Rome. So just a few comments uh, on that great text question there. I didn't get a name uh, on that text question. There was no name on that text, but uh, for whoever was uh, sending that out to us, uh, we appreciate uh, you texting us uh, with your question there uh, on that. Hey, if you want to join me on the air, once again, Jason Vandeveer here with you, Calvary Live, uh, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call, 303-690-3000. Uh, or if you want to text uh, as our, looks like we got another text question come in here. I'll get to that in just a second. 720-336-0897. That's a text number to call uh, or to dial if you want to text your uh, uh, message in. And if you'd rather just call us, be on the air with us here. Like I said, nothing really to fear there, though I get it. Uh, why sometimes people are a little apprehensive. 303 And uh, appreciate all of you listening here up and down the Front Range, Wyoming, down Pueblo, and uh, all of you listening as well on the East Coast, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, listening on Hope FM, and of course here on the Front Range on Grace FM. Appreciate you guys uh, all tuning in, listening to Calvary Live. I'm Jason Vandeveer here with you. And uh, let's go to Daniel in Denver. Daniel, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Hey, how are you? Yep, how are you? Good, good. Good. What's, uh, What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so I had a question about Tourette's syndrome. It's about mm-hmm. the, the people that swear, um, just like they might have a, just a, a conversation with you and just swear without, like, wanting to. Right, right. So I just wanted to know if that's demon possession or, or, or what's, like, 
I think it's like super like odd. Like you might be talking to them and like just mm -hmm. like they keep on saying swear words. So yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And sometimes it's not just uh, it doesn't always manifest itself. You you may have seen this too if you've encountered people uh, with Tourette's. Uh, sometimes it doesn't all it, it doesn't just manifest itself in in um, words sometimes there's other behaviors and sometimes it's not just swear words but it'll be things that they say uh, they tend to be awkward or inappropriate things uh, but not necessarily swear words and so the question is is uh, is this demon possession what exactly is this that's going on um, I would suggest to you that it certainly can be uh, possession and obviously uh, demons can't we see this in the Bible uh, demons taking over when Jesus uh, asked uh, uh, a man possessed by demons uh, what uh, he, he spoke directly to the demons and they said their name was Legion so they spoke through this individual uh, utilizing his uh, ability to speak and speaking through him and and certainly that is something that can happen uh, it can also be I would suggest to you though uh, demonic oppression uh, where there is it's not quite a situation where they're possessed uh, by demons, uh, but uh, certainly they're being influenced or they're being oppressed by demons. It, it gets us into really the subject of mental illness as a whole. And I would suggest to you that, that while society wants to, it wants to explain mental illness from a psychological standpoint, and if you look at the root of psychology, it's to explain human behavior apart from God, apart from sin, apart from Jesus Christ. Uh, but, but the issue really comes down to uh, that you're dealing with, with spiritual things, and they're manifesting themselves in a physical way in the person's life, whether it's oppression, uh, whether it's possession, or something else. And that's not to say that the person is uh, necessarily done something wrong. In other words, when you get into the case of depression or something like that, it doesn't mean that because of what they're dealing is spiritual that they've done something wrong, but it's still a spiritual issue. And so then the question becomes, how do you address uh, that spiritual issue? How do you approach it? I like what Peter says. It says that, that God has given us all that pertains in his word, all that pertains to life and to godliness. And so I believe that the answers to these things, while people suff uh, suffer uh, greatly, oftentimes in a lot of different ways, that the answer uh, is found in turning to the Lord. Uh, the scripture says, is, it talks about anybody uh, suffering, uh, to call for the elders of the church and let them pray for them and to be anointed with oil. And so uh, my encouragement for those who are going through difficult things is to one, pray themselves and to seek uh, prayer from others and to be able to uh, go and allow them uh, to listen and encourage them and to be in the Word of God, as Paul says in Ephesians, to be washed in the water of the Word. Because I like when that man of the tombs uh, was delivered, we see him seated and clothed and in his right mind in the presence of Jesus Christ. And uh, so that's, that, that's the encouragement. But yes, Tourette's is a very interesting uh, and, and a very uncomfortable situation when you're, when you're dealing with somebody like that. Also, just uh, like uh, just um, I had another question, real quick. Sure, uh, go ahead. Can can a person pray for like set like put hands on yourself and be healed? Say, say again. Like, can you be healed? Like, if you put your and uh, like yourself, like uh, put hands on yourself, like let's say you have a I don't know, like this bad wrist um, pain, and you just put your hand in, and then you pray for it. Can can the pain go away, or is it like? Does necessary someone has to pay for you? 
Right. Well, you can certainly pray, uh, pray for yourself, and you can go and ask the Lord, and he can work through that. Typically, though, when we see in Scripture, uh, the laying on of hands is done uh, usually by the elders uh, of the church. Uh, we don't see anything in Scripture where a person lays hands on themselves. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't pray for yourself and that God can't work through your prayers, that you ob- absolutely have to have somebody else pray for you. Uh, but, uh, but the Scripture does encourage us to go and, and to be with other believers and to seek the Lord in prayer and uh, that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man uh, avails much, as James says. And so uh, that's my encouragement. If, if you are struggling uh, or if you know somebody that's, that's struggling, whether it be Tourette's or, or anything else, uh, something, something mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, something physical, uh, my encouragement is to go and to go often. And, and just to constantly, you know, be asking for prayer. Hey, would you take a moment? Would you pray for me after service? And I don't think that anybody who is really serving the Lord is going to tire of that and, and, and is going to be happy to take the opportunity to pray for you. Uh, well, thank you very much, Pastor. Appreciate it. For you betcha, Daniel. I, yeah, I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate you listening to the program. God bless you, my friend. Yeah, thank you. you hey, yep. hey, let's uh, go to Dennis in Lakewood. Dennis, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? What's on your mind? I'm great. Um, it's basically, I kind of had a hard time wording the question I was talking to the guy before, but um, <laughs> it's basically about Leviticus chapter 20, I think, when it's talking about um, God is telling the people that Moses, um, you know, delivered out. He's talking about idolatry and about sexual sin and stuff like that, and it's kind of, I know it's kind of Old Testament the way God um, talks, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of, you're going to die for this or get your hands cut off for this. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question is, um, the other day I saw, I don't know, online or whatever, um, somebody basically, they took the Bible and put the cover of the Koran on it and then read verses from it. Mm-hmm. And people are blown away that, you know, they thought it was from the Koran and that it was evil and whatnot. And, um, and then they revealed that it was from the Bible and people are just like blown away. So I guess... For people that try and use that as well, God, God, you know, says to do this to people who do this. I was just wondering if I don't know, maybe maybe give me some insight into what you would tell somebody if they were to bring something like that to light. I know I know right. the God of the Old Testament and the New Testament are completely different, you know, because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and I think the law back then was a lot different. So I guess just maybe shed some light on that for me. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about this. It's kind of a ruse that people try to do. And and what they try to basically say, and and correct me if this isn't exactly what you're talking about, but I I believe that it is. Um, What what they usually are trying to to say is, you know, well, you know, the God of the the Bible, and and a lot of times they don't even distinguish. Um, They'll say, well, the God of the Bible is vindictive. The God of the Bible is you know, incites terrorism and evil right. and, and so forth. And, and, and they uh, essentially what they're saying is, is the Bible can't be believed, God can't be trusted um, because of this passage and this passage and this passage. And, right. and so the question is, is well, how do, we, how do we respond to these kinds of issues? Uh, what is the answer uh, to that? And, and the answer is quite simple. First of all, I, I would say this. I would, I would make a distinction. I would say that God is the same. So God is the same in, in the Old Testament and God is the same in the New Testament. But, but in certain ways in which 
uh, he hands down the law, for example, in the, in the new covenant of grace, I, I think that's where you're distinguishing a difference. And, and of course, you get no argument for me, uh, for me there. But, but Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday, forever. Uh, God the Father is the same. The Spirit uh, is the same. And so the question is, is, is uh, and we see that in the book of Revelation uh, in the New Testament, uh, corresponding, you know, really uh, to the Old Testament. It's just that we also understand that, that right now uh, we are under the new covenant of grace. And so uh, in the Old Testament, when we look at these passages, uh, you mentioned Leviticus chapter 20, and, and, and there are actually uh, many other passages. And we say, you know, what, what do we do about that uh, when, when God tells them to go into the promised land, for example, and he tells them, you know, leave no one alive, uh, men, women, children, and in, in many cases, even livestock, uh, mm-hmm. to completely wipe that out. And people say, you know, that, that, that that's wicked and that's evil. Um, what I oftentimes try to do is put it into a modern understanding. In other words, the right. problem is not with God. The problem is, is the perspective that you have. And the perspective that you have is you may think the uh, you may think that the Ammonites or the Amorites uh, or or any of these other inhabitants of the land or the Moabites uh, on the east side of the Jordan you may think that these people were innocent and being inno- innocently massacred by the Israelites but nothing could be further from the truth and I say you know how, what would you say if God said go in uh, to His people and wipe out ISIS you know most people would say. Well, we're going to pray for ISIS to be saved, but if God says to go in and to deal with them, uh, that that is a just cause for the evil that they've inflicted, particularly on the Middle East, but upon the world. Well, the people of that day uh, make ISIS, you know, look relatively insignificant in their terrorism. Uh, The wickedness, yeah. Super evil, like the Canaanites were. Exactly. Terrible, yeah. Exactly. And so when God tells them to, to wipe them out, one, it is the judgment of God, and God has the right to to set forth that judgment, and he does so in righteousness. But the second thing was, is for the complete removal of those people so that they wouldn't be what they ultimately were to the Israelites, which was a snare that led them into sin. In right. other words, when they, when they weren't obedient to this, when they began to intermarry, when they began to keep these folks around, uh, when they didn't completely drive them from the land and deal with them, they became uh, a source for Israel falling into sin. We see that uh, with the Moabites, as I said, on the east side of the Jordan. So we've got to understand God's greater and wiser perspective, God's righteousness, but also the wickedness of these people, that God is not calling them to be just unjustly uh, annihilated, but God in his wisdom is calling his instruments to judge them and deal with them. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I guess I guess I probably should have done a little bit more studying as far as cause for some reason I thought you I guess he was talking to the Israelites, but I guess I didn't figure that they were intermingling with those people and that's kind of why he set that law that way. Yeah, well, exactly. When you look actually before they even entered the land, when you look at at the curse that was brought upon them as a result of the Moabite women, when they started bringing these people back into their camp and that the enemy used those women to lead them into sin and mm-hmm. uh, uh, tens of thousands of Israelites lost their lives, you see the consequence uh, to mm-hmm. that. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was uh, from the time they entered the land, but even before uh, they entered into the land. Okay, awesome. So, well, I appreciate yes. it. That, that answers it for me. Thank you. Well, uh, and I appreciate your question, and I think it's a really good one because I think a lot of people uh, actually have that same question. That seems to be a, 
a fairly popular objection these days. Yeah, you just you see it a lot nowadays, especially online and whatnot. People trying to discredit the Bible, and that was just one of the ones that I saw, and then I came upon those verses, and those are kind of some of the same verses. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. So yeah, hey, appreciate you calling in, Dennis. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Yeah, you as well. God bless you. Three oh three. Let me give you the numbers, folks. You want to join me? Three oh three six nine zero three thousand. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand, or seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's the text number. Uh, but if you want to call in, three oh three six nine zero three thousand. I'm Jason Vanderbeer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, with you here on Calvary Live this afternoon. Great calls already uh, from Daniel and Dennis in Denver and Lakewood. Uh, Maybe you're listening somewhere uh, from Wyoming down to the Pueblo area along the front range of Colorado here. Maybe you're listening uh, back east, uh, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. So glad you guys uh, have joined us on Hope FM. If you want to join us and call in, the number's the same for you, 303 690 3000 or 720-336-0897. All lines uh, are open and available to you here uh, if you want to join us on the program, and I strongly encourage you to do so. Uh, that's the great part uh, about uh, this program here is it's all about you. Uh, you are the primary guest, and uh, the reason that we do this show is to minister to you, to pray with you. Maybe you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity. Maybe it's an apologetics question uh, like Dennis has. Maybe it's a prophecy question, cults or current events, or you just need some encouragement or prayer. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, or you can text me, 720-336-0897. Nine seven and checking here. Notice that it looked like we had another text uh, come or, come in this way, and uh, it says the Ten Commandments were around long before uh, they're given to the children of Israel. Even under the New Covenant, uh, we are to acknowledge uh, the Ten Commandments. The Lord even says He has written His law in our hearts. This is a text from somebody. I'll answer it in a moment. Even Abraham kept the commandments, and he came. Uh, Many, many years uh, before God wrote the Ten Commandments. Can you address this because that Abraham obeyed my voice, kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws? Okay, so uh, the text question that comes in, uh, interesting one uh, about the Ten Commandments. I would disagree with the question uh, in this sense that the Ten Commandments are applicable uh, completely in their New Testament. Nine of the Ten Commandments are matters of morality and are reiterated in the New Testament, uh, but one is not, and that's the Sabbath. And that's because, and we don't see the Sabbath uh, being a requirement under the new covenant of grace, and that's because it was a a requirement of the old covenant with Israel uh, to keep the Sabbath or to keep the seventh day of the week as holy and set apart uh, to the Lord. And so uh, that was uh, not a matter of morality. That was a matter of that covenant. The other nine commandments, uh, honor your father and mother, don't murder, uh, don't commit adultery. Don't steal, uh, have no other gods before me. Uh, all the other commandments are, are very clearly matters uh, of morality, which is uh, why, and, and to the, the text question that was sent in, uh, morality didn't begin with the law being codified on the tablets uh, or then the law being given uh, to the nation of Israel. God's moral law, the reason that it extended it was from before the Old Covenant, 
and then extended into the new covenant is because it is a matter of morality and morality does not change. Uh, we don't keep, however, the commandments in order to gain God's favor uh, in order, or in order to contribute to our salvation. Jesus Christ said on the cross, it is finished. And so he wasn't making a down payment on our salvation that we have to pay off according to our morality. But rather we are saved and so the result is, is that we live out our salvation uh, in faithfulness to the Lord. And, and, and we love the Lord and so we want to uh, do those things that please him and so we don't do them as a matter uh, of covenant. Covenant is by grace and we do that as a matter of love and a matter of gratitude and a matter uh, of appreciation. So uh, hopefully that uh, answers the uh, text question that came in uh, there. But, uh, but again, uh, good subject matter, and you will find those out there incorrectly today saying that we have to keep uh, the Old Testament law. Uh, of course, that's salvation by works and not by grace. Paul says uh, in Ephesians, we're saved by grace, not by works, lest anyone should boast. So uh, that's pretty much uh, the definitive answer on that. But uh, if you have uh, any questions on that, want to follow up or talk to me about that or anything else, love to have you join me here on the program. 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live. And again, that number, all our lines are open a little uh, slower this afternoon, so we'll get you on. But uh, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And let's go to John from Brighton. Hey, John, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Um, thank you very much. I had a quick question. Sure. Um, so I, I got a, a, a roommate that um, has basically taken my kindness for weakness. Um, he quit his job like two months ago, and, and um, I've been trying to lead him to the Lord and, you know, ask, ask him to come to church with me and... and uh, and um, at our church, we have uh, men's breakfast. I asked him to come with uh, with me to to that, and he's basically, you know, uh, told me no, and mm -hmm. and and I'm kind of like at this uh, part of you know our living situation where I'm I'm pretty much done as far as I'm concerned because um, I need him to you know basically move out, you know, because he hasn't given me no uh, money for bills, rent, and every day I leave to work, he's on the couch and, you know, sleeping. Um, mm. I'm only, I'm only assuming, but I think he's, you know, addicted to something and, and that's what, mm -hmm. you know, kind of concerns me too. And I'll, you know, ask for prayer for him as well. Yeah. You, what, as, what do you think he, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, as, no, I was going to say what, for myself as well too, because I don't know, you know, what to do. I have been praying on it, but at you know, at the same time, you know, it's just been like I'm kind of stuck here. I haven't, you know, felt you know anything from God. You know, I haven't read anything that, you know, that's what He's basically telling me. You know, either keep them there, keep helping them, or you know, kick them out. Right. And and where do you think he's at uh, spiritually? I mean, you know, obviously he's not willing to come with you uh, to to different things. Have are you able to have any kind of conversations with him or? Well, not anymore. Now he's basically avoiding me. He, he, <laughs> um, <laughs> he 
he sleeps. I don't know where he sleeps. Or he, um, but uh, he, with the days he does come home, um, uh-huh. he he comes in late when I'm already when I'm already asleep, and then and then when I leave to work, you know, um, can't talk to him then because I'm in a rush. But right, uh, yeah, we right. don't. We do, our past hardly uh, cross anymore. So. Right, and and so he's he's living with you, but but he's not really paying paying too much, and you don't know where he's at spiritually. You don't see him all of the time, and you want to just kind of pray for him, right? Correct. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Let yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, and and uh, we're gonna put you on hold here for a second uh, because we got a break uh, coming up. In fact, okay. there's the music popping in right now, and I don't want to cut our prayer time uh, with you short. Uh, but uh, so do do me a favor, John. Just stick with me. And we'll pick it up at right after the break, praying for your roommate. Folks, uh, you're listening yes, to Calvary Live. Jason Vandiver here with you, 303-690-3000. If you want to join me on the program or 720-336-0897, you want to text, we'll be right back right after the break here. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. And welcome back, Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live with you. If you want to join me, 303-690-3000. Once again, you just heard that number. I'll give it to you a second time, though. There's 303-690-3000 if you want to call me and join me on the air. We're talking to John from Brighton. We're talking about a situation where he needs prayer. And, John, we want to go ahead and uh, just pray for your roommate. What's his first name, your roommate? Stephen. Stephan, Father, we just uh, I thank you for John first of all for his heart, and uh, Lord, as so many people might be just tempted to just think about themselves in this situation, what's best for them financially, that that he has a heart for Stephan. Uh, Lord, we just uh, lift up Stephan to you. We just pray that uh, if he doesn't know you, Lord, that you would draw him into a relationship with you, that you'd save him. And if he does, that you would get him in the right place in terms of his relationship with you, that you'd be speaking to him even now. Lord, we don't know if he uh, has some sort of addiction or, or what is going on in his life, but we pray that you would just deliver him uh, from that. And, and Lord, that you would cause him to uh, live his life in a way that brings glory to you, that you would put in his heart a desire for spiritual things, that you'd give him that gift of faith and that you'd work. And I just pray for, for John that you give him wisdom. Lord, uh, sometimes we don't know exactly how to deal with people uh, that are not in the right place, but I pray that you give him wisdom, how to to have that balance uh, of uh, being firm when he needs to, uh, but also being loving and being able to help uh, Stefan. And so uh, I just pray that you'd bless John and just be with him uh, and just give him peace, Lord. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate hey, it. You- you bet, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing sharing that situation, and uh, God bless you, John. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Take Bye. care, brother. Yep. Hey, let's go to Kristen in Denver. Kristen, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing this afternoon? I am hanging in there, sir. All right. What's on your mind? So, about a year ago, um, I started having kind of prophecy from God, and um, he was warning me kind of about, like, the Antichrist, and we were having a lot of weird things happening at our home, and soon after that, my husband turned away from the Lord, and almost like he was possessed, but he was 
cheating on me. He took all of our money. Mm-hmm. But then as, like, my vision progressed, God was telling me that 777 would beat 666 and um, told me about the army of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I do me a, do me a favor too. I I hear some some sound coming over in the background too. So if you can make sure if you're able to turn that down, um, I don't know if it's your radio or something else in the background, but I think it's kind of uh, uh maybe cu- coming over your comments. Okay, I'm so sorry. Oh no, that's okay. You don't have to apologize. I just want to let you know that so we can hear you really well. Okay, continue. Um, go ahead. Go. F- yep. So um. Anyways, he ended up asking for a divorce, and I left mm-hmm. and, you know, found out all of these things. And, right. Um, but I, I've actually passed away twice, and, um, you know, my, my grandfather said God has very specific plans for me, and ever yeah. since then, like, I've let me, been let me ask you, visions, let me... and I don't really know much about the Bible, yeah, let me do, let me ask you a question, Kristen. What what's the like? So, if you had to kind of boil it down into a nutshell, what what would be the the number one reason why you called her the best thing that we can do for you today? Just to understand about prophecy and what that means and how mm-hmm. to kind of deal with it and check my sources and right. So the, the the main thing I would tell you about about uh, prophecy is first of all, um, the Bible tells us in First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty one to test all things, and to hold fast what is good, and the way that we test things is by the Word of God, and so we need to be in the Word of God. And my encouragement to you is is if you're not already plugged into a good church, um, that you get plugged into a good Bible teaching church. And I'm going to ask you just in a moment where where you're located. Uh, I know that, that uh, you're in Denver, but I wanted to get a little bit more distinct information uh, from you. And I can direct you if you don't have a church that you're fellowshipping in right now where you can be taught the word and where they can be praying for you. But as you do that, and as you're surrounded by other believers and in the word of God, and they're going to be able to encourage you with all of these other things that, that unfortunately you're having to deal with as well, uh, then you're going to be able to, to one, uh, know the Word of God and know immediately in a lot of situations how it applies, and also be familiar with the Word of God and knowing where to go and where to look. And even when you don't know, you're going to have people around you that can help you do that to be able to take prophecies or other things that you're experiencing in your life and to determine where those things are coming from and what the best way to respond to those things is, okay? Um, where where are you in Denver proper, or where, uh, where, are, you, uh, uh, where are you located at? We're in Denver, but I my church home is Colorado Community Christian okay. Colorado Christian Community. Okay. Yep. Church. Yep. Um, and my encouragement is, and my encouragement I is just been to, able to go as much as I would like to because okay. yep. schedule conflicts and you know yep. having to kind of juggle my son between his yep. dad and myself. Yep. Well, and let me go ahead and do this, Kristen. To, yeah, Kristen, I need you just to stop for a second. And um, let me just go ahead and uh, and pray for you, Kristen. And and uh, my encouragement is just to be plugged into your church there at Colorado Community and uh, let those folks encourage you. Let's go ahead, folks, pray for Kristen and pray with Kristen. Father, we just thank you for Kristen, uh, for her call. And I just pray that you be with her. 
Uh, Lord, that you just give her a peace, that she would be in fellowship and in your word and surrounded by other believers, uh, that she would have the wisdom and discernment to, to test all things and to hold fast to that which is good, and that you would just continue to grow her and mature her in your word, and uh, that you would reveal all things to her uh, through your spirit that illumines your word, that you would be a light unto her feet uh, and, and a guide uh, to her path. Lord, uh, just be with her and uh, just bless her, and we just thank you for her, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Kristen, really appreciate uh, you calling and, and joining us uh, here on the program. Hey, uh, folks, if you want to join me, go ahead. Okay. If you want to join me, folks, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call. And let's go to Ty in Southern Pennsylvania. Ty, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm getting used to the, the new uh, radio show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, we appreciate you I listening. God, I thank God for uh, Calvary Chapel Ministry, and I finally got uh, joined uh, Calvary Chapel uh, near where I live. So, excellent. Um, God's doing amazing work in my life and helping me and growing me. So, uh, I, I can hear God it in your voice. That. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, and, and we appreciate you sharing that and and listening to the program. Obviously, a lot of great guys here on this uh, uh, on this program, and a lot of great Calvary Chapel guys out your way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I had a prayer request and a sure. question. Sure. I, I think I think the prayer request will be obvious if I tell you my question. Sure. Um, so I have a friend. Uh, he was a lifelong friend that I grew up with, and about four years ago, he became a, a Freemason. Okay. And um, it got to a point where, you know, I wasn't really in the Bible. Um, and I almost joined Freemasonry. I, I prayed about it. Right. Um, I was hiding the application for my wife, and she found that she was praying about it before she approached me. And okay. It was amazing what God did to save me from doing that. But my friend, unfortunately, was already in it. And so I've been, you know, trying to share the truth with him for many years um, mm -hmm. and praying for him. And about a couple months ago, he sent me a message saying that, I helped change his life, but mm -hmm. he didn't go into any detail. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, he wasn't very forthcoming. He just mm -hmm. let me know today that he's joining uh, church fellowship. Oh, great. And so I've, I've been going back and forth with text with him all afternoon with Bible verses. And it was great. It was a great conversation with, you know, the Word of God, just right. using the Word of God back and forth was great um so i i'm concerned my question for him is that he told me he's joining the united Methodists, and right i i haven't i don't i'm not familiar with what they are and i'm concerned mm -hmm. what do i do for him to give i don't think it's probably a, a you know a, a ministry that teaches the biblical jesus from what i hear but i don't know a whole lot about it sure and i don't I mean, I'm going to pray, I, you know, pray and pray for him. And yeah. um, I, at this point, I don't think I should say anything to him about it. Like, hey, don't go to that church. I, right. He seems pretty happy. He's about to meet with the pastor. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maybe, I don't know, is your advice that United Methodists is so bad that I should actually stop him? Or 
it's well, just a matter of it depends on the pastor, I, you know. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's more of the latter because what we're finding, it, well, first of all, historically the Methodist Church uh, goes back to Wesley and some very great preachers and very solid doctrinally. But, but as so many denominations have gone uh, in this country and around the world, uh, the Methodist Church and the United Methodist Church uh, has, has gone. Um, what you'll find is is that you'll find sometimes some some more faithful congregations, and you'll some find some congregations that you're not even sure you know it's not even Christian. You you know what I mean? And, and a lot of it is dependent uh, upon the leadership of the church and the personality of the church, and most importantly, uh, their uh, adherence to the Word of God. And so you know, I would just say this: I would be in prayer and. And you mentioned your prayer request would be obvious, and we'll pray, you know, at the end of this conversation. Uh, but I would just encourage you to be in prayer and, and just have those conversations that, that the Lord would put it on his heart if that's the right place where he wants him to be uh, and if that's really a good place where he can be and grow. And and then at some point, if you discover it's not, then you're going to want to want to sit down and have a conversation with him. Uh, hey, you know, this this isn't really the best place for you to be because of these reasons, if in fact that is the case, and be prepared to kind of direct him, you know, to a place where he can be getting into the Word of God and where he can mature and where he can grow. And, and you know, and, 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 and that's really what it boils down to. And so it sounds like you may need some time, may need to pray, may, may need to see how things develop, get some additional information from him, you know, talk to him about, okay, well, what is it you were taught this weekend? You know, what, what did they teach from the Bible this weekend when you were there? Or, or during the week when you were there, and and what are you learning, and, and what you know, just ask those kinds of questions. You know, what's the Lord doing in your life? You know, through through your new church, and and begin. You'll you'll be able to learn a lot. Yeah, and I was looking at my own my own walk too, and, mm-hmm. and how important uh, Calvary Chapel yeah uh, played a role in that. And I I've seen of late how. A lot of the Calvary Chapel ministers, like Doug McLean, which is is the fellowship that I I, I just joined, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. Lloyd Bully, everybody has such an incredible website, right? And I've been using their messages to go deeper with Scripture, with my own reading and understanding it, and yeah. I think I'm gonna use that, continue to share those tools with them um, to help them go deeper, and I think you know God. Let God do the work and, and yeah. through, his, through His Word. And, and let, let me make a suggestion to you, too. He's pretty close. He's nearby you, I take it, your friend? No, that's the other. See, that's the unfortunate part. Otherwise, I would be dragging a tube. Right. I'm going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I got it. He, yeah. He's like three and a half hours away. And, yeah. uh, you know, you might. Here's a, yeah, here's a couple of suggestions, I would say. Is is that I would also encourage him. You know, a lot of times we find folks that aren't in in very good churches. Um, they'll come out to our church during the week. In other words, they're not ready to leave their church on Sunday morning, uh, but they'll come out for our midweek Bible study. And what eventually happens is they realize on their own that they could have that Sunday and Wednesday, and they're just getting it on Wednesday. And yeah. then they start to on their own realize what they need and want that. And so maybe you can encourage him. Hey. You know, I hear you're going to the Methodist Church on Sunday. I, you know, find a Calvary Chapel nearby where he's at. Maybe go up and make a visit with him one time and and visit with him. Encourage him to get involved in like a midweek Bible study or a men's Bible study or something like that there. 
And and then you at least know he's getting that encouragement as well. And then if he determines he's not getting what he needs uh, at, at the Methodist Church, then he can he you can have that conversation or he can make that conclusion on his own. Yeah, that's 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 great advice. That's, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and it's just it seems I, I I've just seen that. It, I mean, it's not like yeah, yeah that's always going to be a, a a good way to do it. But I've seen that with a lot of people before. And you know, then then it's really kind of up to them to kind of connect the dots. And you can help them, but I mean, but they generally are able to do that on their own. Let's pray. Uh, let's pray for for your friend Ty. Uh, his, is uh, is his name Eric? Uh, did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's pray for Eric Ty. Father, we just thank you. I just thank you for Ty. I thank you for his work. I thank you for his wife uh, praying for him and and just what you're doing in his life uh, through Calvary Chapel. And most importantly, not it's not Calvary Chapel, Lord, but you know we're thankful for Calvary Chapel as a vessel, as an instrument. But Lord, it's you. It's your Spirit. It's your Word. And uh, we're thankful for that. I just pray you bless Ty. Just continue to grow him and continue to use him. I pray for his friend Eric. Uh, we thank you that, Lord, that you're working in his heart now as well. And and uh, Lord, I pray that he is in a good church. But uh, if he's not, Lord, I just pray that you'd reveal that to him. And uh, and I pray that you would plug him into a good place uh, where he can be taught your word and where he he can thrive and grow and he can be like that tree planted by the water. And so, Lord, we just pray that you'd work in these men's lives and their friendship. Uh, and most importantly, that you'd work in their relationships uh, with you. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Hey, you bet, brother, and God bless you guys there in Pennsylvania. God bless you. Take care, my friend. Hey, folks, if you want, want to join me on the program, Jason Vandiver here, Calvary Chapel Parker in Parker, Colorado, on Calvary Live this afternoon, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000, that's the number to call. And uh, let's go to Russell in Denver. What, Russell, uh, welcome to the program. Hey, Russell, are you still there or did we lose you? I think we might have lost. Oh, Russell, are you there? I think we might have lost uh, Russell. Once again, if you want to join me, 303-690-3000. And let's go to Bianca. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bianca. How are you? I'm doing really good. I just have a prayer request. I am going through times of deep discouragement, and I praise the Lord that I do have a home church, so at mm. least that's not my issue. But mm-hmm. but I have just been going through a time of deep discouragement, and... I have been involved in what my home church is doing, and Mm -hmm. I'm faithful in going to Bible studies, and Mm -hmm. but ever since I started getting more serious about getting more involved, I've just been really Mm -hmm. discouraged because some things are going downhill for me and and so I would just like some prayer that the Lord would help me to keep pressing on in my walk because it's not at all my desire to you know stop walking with the Lord or anything like that sure well you know and and you mentioned some things there that are very important 
first of all, I, I like the fact that you began what you said by talking about how even though you're discouraged, you're praising the Lord. Even though you're discouraged, you're you're connected with your church. Even though you're discouraged, you're involved in the work of the ministry. And and it's so important for, for people listening right now to, to understand what, what you've realized. And that's that when we're discouraged, we, we don't stop doing uh, what we know is right, what we know is best, and what we know God has called us to do. And so I just want to, uh, first of all, I just want to say good job to you uh, for for doing that, for realizing that, and for doing that. The reason why, also from your comments, I, I think the reason why you're experiencing a lot of the things you're experiencing is is because you said you know you're trying to go deeper in your walk and your relationship with the Lord, and and obviously um, the enemy doesn't like that. And so what happens is, is when we do that, you know, he begins to, you know, his onslaught trying to get you to stop doing what you're doing. And, and uh, so, you know, it, it, it's really easy to kind of make the correlation. Sometimes it's harder when it's us, but, um, but, but it's, uh, it's easier sometimes, you know, when we're looking at someone else's situation to make the correlation between uh, some of the struggles that they're having and and uh, what they're doing in their life. In this case, you know, you're going through difficult things. In large part, it would seem because you're doing the right things, because <laughs> you're doing what God has called you to do. And so, I want you to be encouraged in that. I want you to be strengthened in that. And uh, and we're going to pray for you um, because uh, uh, because you're suffering uh, for righteousness and you're suffering uh, for uh, the call of God and 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 you're suffering uh, in a way as Christ. Uh, suffered, and that's a great honor. And I think of the apostles uh, there in the book of Acts early on, uh, when they left the presence of their uh, those who tried to get them to stop preaching, and they rejoiced because they were uh, they were counted worthy uh, to suffer for His name. And you should rejoice because you're you know you're suffering for the name of the Lord. And so uh, let me let me just do this. Let maybe uh, our listeners and and uh, and I can pray for you. Would that be okay, uh, Bianca? Yes. Let's do so right now. Father, we just thank you for Bianca, and we just know how much you love her, this uh, sweet sister in the Lord, and we thank you uh, that she's plugged into a good church, and you're using her, and we just pray that you continue to surround her with great friends, uh, even more opportunities to serve you and to bring you glory. Uh, Lord, we just thank you that she's been counted worthy to suffer uh, for your name, as difficult as that is, and I pray that you would uh, just give her uh, some peace and uh, that your joy uh, would be fulfilled in her uh, even as she goes through these hard things and that uh, that she would continue to press on, that she wouldn't let up uh, despite these challenges, but that, uh, Lord, also you would be the lifter of her head, that you would be the one who encourage her, encourages her uh, as she goes through this great discouragement, that you would come uh, alongside her and that you would just allow uh, your spirit to lift her, Lord. We just thank you for her and just pray that you would be with her. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. Thank you for calling in, Bianca. God bless you. God bless you. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000. Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live. Let's go to Jeff in the town of Divide, Colorado. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, are you with me? I think we might have lost Jeff. Uh, Jeff, if you're if we lost you, give us a call back, 303 690 3,000. Otherwise, uh, I think we might have uh, our lines open. And uh, if we get Jeff uh, or another caller, we'll go ahead and uh, be taking those questions. Again, I, again I'm, uh, I mentioned earlier, but I'm Jason Vanderveer. 
I am the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And I mentioned earlier, if you want more information about us, uh, you can go to calvarychapelparker.com. That's calvarychapelparker.com. That's our website. And uh, there's all sorts of information about the church. If you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado, we'd love to have you, uh, Parker, Colorado area, we'd love to have you come on out and join us. Tomorrow night would be the next chance you can do that. Uh, I'll be finishing up, not quite finishing up, just entering into the 24th chapter, but getting ready uh, to finish up in the Gospel of Luke. Uh, on Wednesday nights. Just a few more studies there. Uh, You can catch a message tomorrow night called Risen from the first 12 verses of Luke chapter 24 tomorrow night at Calvary Chapel in Parker. Looks like we've got Jeff back on the line. Jeff from Divide, welcome to the program. Hey, Jeff. Hello. How you doing? Welcome to the program, Jeff. Very well, doing well. Hey, Good. I was, What's on your mind? The first time I've I've tuned in, it was it, this is kind of a blessing because I've never even heard your station before. So, oh well, hey, there's a first time for everything, but I'm glad yeah, you're enjoying is. it. So anyway, yeah. I'm glad about that. And uh, yep. so you know, it, and it was on the the Ten Commandments again, and I was I was just thinking about in in you know in Revelation, but then I was thinking in uh, Genesis where. Uh, covenant that God made, you know, mm-hmm. in the the, uh, the place of the Sabbath day, because someone told me that, well, you know, if there wasn't a Sabbath day, if God had not created that, then mm-hmm. we would have only a six-day uh, calendar, you know? And then mm-hmm. the other question is, why do we worship Bible? gave my life to Jesus Christ in 1986, very 1982, mm-hmm. and so w- for what reason do we uh, worship on Sunday? So I've been worshiping right. on Sunday for a lot of years, but because I, you know, the, uh, you know, the boy falling out the window, that was a prolonged Sabbath day. Oh, yeah, Eutychus. If, if the Sabbath right. day begins that, you know, Paul was leaving and he just fell asleep because of a long sermon, you know? Um, yeah. And then the well, uh, the Sabbath day that Jesus warns, hoping it's not on the Sabbath day, when they have to flee from uh, before Christ. And Christ, uh, he, uh, as his tradition, he also was on the Sabbath day. So... This is where, I, because we're going into end times now, and mm-hmm. Revelation talks about those that keep the commandments of God and the and the faith of Jesus. And I go, well, God, Jesus said that he did not come to remove even a single tittle or a title or whatever it was. You know? Yeah, so, one jot or one and, tittle. And so let's you, talk. And if you yeah, let's... Uh, disobey one, you've disobeyed them all, because meaning that they're all... They, and the first four are for God, and the last six are for man. You know. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Jeff because we're going to run out of time here. So okay. Go ahead. Uh, I just want yeah. To unfortunately, feel no, no, no. Yeah. You, 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 you've laid out a lot of good information. So let's talk about it. So, so the question. First of all, what we've got to understand is, is, is if you go back to Genesis, yes, God rested on the seventh day, but God didn't create a Sabbath uh, until uh, four hundred years after Abraham. And he created it under the Mosaic Law or the Mosaic oh, Covenant. Well, I thought he uh, had that discussion with in Genesis, in the in, like in the second chapter or the third chapter. No, 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 no. It doesn't so. come until so. no. It, 
Um, Jeff, you're incorrect. Well, I'll have I to just go have back to say, and read. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It comes up real soon after Genesis. It comes up it's, real soon it's in Exodus after the first 20. chapter Genesis. I remember. It's, so. it, it's in Exodus twenty. The Sabbath comes in Exodus twenty, and so um, I got. I'm going to have to probably speak through here just okay, so I can cool, address okay. some of the things that, that you mentioned. But um, but the Sabbath is not until the Mosaic Law. Uh, so the Sabbath doesn't come until about 1,450 years uh, before Jesus Christ. And it's part specifically, it's not a moral aspect of the law, which is why it's not uh, reiterated uh, in the New Testament as part of the New Covenant. In fact, when we, when we get into the, into the New Testament, we see uh, very specifically that it's not. Uh, when you get into Colossians, uh, Paul says, okay. let no one well, judge you in food or in drink. Write it with hey, finger Je- on the rock. Jeff, Jeff, I'm going to have to. The Ten Commandments is the I need only you, thing. Jeff, the- Jeff, I need you. Okay, thanks. Um, we're going to run out of time, and I'm, I would be happy to have a discussion with you back and forth, but I just don't, unfortunately, have the time to do that. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, Let no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or new moon or Sabbaths, which are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance is of Christ. And a Sabbath is a ceremonial aspect of the covenant with uh, the people of Israel under the Mosaic law. And when Jesus talks in the New Testament, when he says, he who loves me keeps my commandments, he clearly gave many. He says, a new commandment that I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So Jesus is not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about his commandments that he has given and taught us uh, as his disciples. Now, the Ten Commandments, nine of them are moral. And certainly, as I I mentioned from the text question that we had earlier, uh, those continue on. Uh, but uh, believers, to the other part of your question, believers believer, worship on Sunday because, as we see in the New Testament, the early church worshiped on the first day of the week because that was the day uh, that Jesus Christ arose. So, folks, you can hear the music there. I have a little bit more I'd probably uh, say about this, but uh, no time to say it. Hey, uh, this hour has gone by quickly. So glad you decided to tune in. Listen to Calvary Live. Jason Vandiver with you. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.